0: Minnesota State Fair is a lot, a lot of noise, a lot of people. For some people, a lot is just way too much. But this year, for the first time, the State Fair is taking steps to truly be the great Minnesota get-together for everyone. Is there someone in your family who feels overwhelmed by all the sights, sounds, and smells at the State Fair? This year, there's a less stimulating day just for them. Plan to visit on Monday, August 28th. On the Kidway from 9 to 11 and on the Mighty Midway from 10 to noon, lights and noises will be minimized. The flashing and beeping and loud music on the rides, games, and other attractions will be turned way down or turned off completely. Less will be more for those with sensory processing sensitivities. So get in on the fun at the State Fair. Moms, dads, caregivers, take note. That's Monday, August 28th from 9 to noon. See you there.
2: so you can enjoy the tiny bits that matter most.
3: Want your boss to put some real action behind the rhetoric when they talk about making your workplace more inclusive? Find out how to hold their feet to the fire and demand diversity on the Diversity Dude podcast.
4: Hello there. And welcome back to the Diversity Do podcast. I'm your host, Lambert Fisher, marriage and family therapist, award-winning author, and national speaker on the topic of multicultural awareness and diversity. And for those of you who are interested in even more positive and shame-free, encouraging tips and strategies beyond what I share in podcasts like this, then feel free to check out my award-winning book, Diversity in Clinical Practice nationally recognized for the unique way in which it addresses the often difficult topic of multicultural awareness and diversity. Designed for more than just therapists, if you're a helping professional in any way, diversity in clinical practice can help you meet the greatest variety of cultural needs possible for those whom you serve, and it's available in paper and audiobook versions for your convenience. And whether it be through my one on one relationship building efforts as a therapist or my informing and empowering efforts as an author speaker. Know that my personal mission is to do my part to improve the world, one strengthened relationship at a time. So today I want to share with you a few encouraging words about whether to answer or not to answer. In a recent podcast, I answered the question of whether or not it's okay to ask someone about their cultural identity or their cultural experiences. For even if there's a genuine desire to understand someone else and increase one's own cultural awareness, there are often involved risks that uh, don't actually seem obvious to the person who's doing the asking. If that's a question that you've asked yourself or something you've been concerned about, then I definitely recommend you go back and listen to that podcast and hear the tips and strategies I give to reduce the risk, not only to the person who is asking, but also in consideration of the person who is being asked. Building off that question, I want to use this time today to provide some encouragement and support to the person being asked. For, as I mentioned briefly in a recent podcast, it is, it is risky sometimes to answer questions about one's cultural experiences for a variety of reasons. And I say risk because neither positive nor negative outcomes are guaranteed. On one hand, it can be personally beneficial to make the most of an opportunity to have a genuinely open mind asking you a question, seeking genuine increased understanding with intention to use that understanding to increase your interactions with them in a positive way, potentially even creating physically or emotionally safer environments for you in the process. However, on the other hand, sometimes people ask questions to gather information that they'll then twist or manipulate for their own use in order to use against you to justify actions that harm you or to turn others against you or even attempt to gaslight you by skewing the truth and mixing it with lies in an effort to make you believe that you don't really know what you think you know even about yourself it would sound paranoid if so many people didn't actually experience this on a regular basis justifying their need to be at the very least on guard even if others who have not needed to be on guard feel that this isn't even necessary Although it may seem like the easy solution to eliminate this risk is to never ask anyone cross-cultural questions or never ask, answer someone else's cross-cultural questions, it must be acknowledged that doing so also eliminates the chance to improve cross-cultural interactions, create more allies, and increase healthier personal and professional relationships everywhere. So, in your effort to maximize the advantages of the risk while also reducing the disadvantages, I want to offer a few personal considerations that can help you navigate experiences like these in your own life. The first consideration is this. I recommend that you make intentional efforts to maintain self-care. As a marriage and family therapist, one of the most common unfortunate outcomes of cross-cultural questions gone bad is when someone who is already overwhelmed and stressed is asked what would otherwise be a reasonable question, but at the time feels like the thousandth question or demand being asked of them. And how we respond to the thousandth question may have more emotional frustration laced with it than if it was only the first, which is how the person who asked the question felt like it was. And while it may indeed be the case that you may be hearing the question that you've already heard several times, we do ourselves a service by making sure that we are maintaining as reduced stress of a life as we can on a regular basis so that we can respond in the healthiest way possible in moments like this. Remember, this is only in part to benefit the person asking you the question. This is really for you, in part because adequate self-care is a good idea in general for long term physical and emotional well-being. This is also in part because it helps you maintain healthy relationships whenever possible instead of burning bridges by making negative assumptions about the asker when it may not have been fully earned. And lastly, it helps you avoid an unhealthy reaction that may then be misunderstood or worse, skewed and manipulated and thus used against you. Get to today's topic. But first,
0: if you're looking for business advice, everyone's got an opinion, an angle, a surefire five step plan. But if you wanna know whether any of it actually makes sense for your business, who do you turn to? Work with a banker who understands your business goals and how a strong banking relationship can help you achieve them. Work with Bremer Bank, because understanding is everything. Put us to work for you today at bremer.com.
1: We all need to think about our mental well-being. We're here for you. We need to be checking in on each other for support. Have you checked on your people lately? You're not alone. Our mental health is part of our total well-being. We're worthy of joy and self-care. Because when we see mental health, we see a community that cares. www.cmentalhealth.org
0: Everybody has a few things lying around that seem like trash, but aren't right for the garbage bin either. Ramsey County is here to help. So if it's that pile of branches, those leftover food scraps, that stack of paint cans, or that old TV, Ramsey County makes it easy to drop off items like these and more without a lot of extra work, free of charge. Learn what items you can dispose of and wear at RamseyRecycles.com. Because in Ramsey County, recycling is for everyone.
3: At General Mills, our table is your table. And we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity.
4: Now, let me be clear. This is not a suggestion that you contain any negative feelings, especially not for the sole purpose of not hurting someone else's feelings. I'm a firm believer that sometimes hard truths need to be shared with an admittedly uncomfortable amount of emotional expression. However, there's a way to do this that maintains personal control and there's a way to do this that brings even personal regret and significant personal consequences the second recommendation is that you know your limits simply put sometimes it's okay to say no no doesn't always mean that the other person was wrong for asking it can simply mean hey i appreciate your desire to learn more but and, and while i agree that we could both benefit from your growth uh, i'm Gonna, going to through a lot right now, and I don't have enough space to give you what you need to meet your need right now. The goal would be for this to not always be the case or the only response you ever give. Again, not for someone else's benefit, but because it implies a continued state of emotional overwhelm with no grace room to help others, even if it helps you. Instead, the goal would be for you to know yourself well enough to know when you have enough to give and when you don't and to accept the legitimacy of your feelings enough to know that it's okay for you to say no. You can choose to help or inform others, and you can choose not to. You don't owe someone else access to your experiences. You're not responsible for someone else's growth. If you can help, you have the space to help, then great. But if you cannot, if then their commitment to growth will be evident by whether or not they accept your no answer, and then continue to seek knowledge on their own. Or whether they give up saying, hey, I tried to learn, but clearly they don't want to be understood. So why keep trying? Which would unfortunately tell you something about them in the process as well. And third, the recommendation will be for you to find community. Having close family and friends who share some of your cultural experiences comes in handy before, during and after experiences of being asked about your cultural identity or experiences. because times of risk can feel less risky when it's surrounded by times of reduced risk times in environments where you feel unknown or misunderstood can feel less overwhelming when you can look forward to or finally remember feeling culturally known and understood as well not only that but it can be beneficial to hear the experiences of others as they have navigated similar experiences whether good or bad hearing how others felt in similar situations and what outcomes they experience from their decisions good or bad can help you feel more grounded you may even hear some ideas for how to respond that you wouldn't have thought of or hear positive or negative feelings expressed that you may have felt but didn't quite have the words for until you heard someone else express it after a similar experience in a risky environment in the end it's less about how others will respond or even how others hope you would respond to them Instead, it's about how much you reasonably have to offer and how prepared you are for how your answer will be received. My hope for you is that you will make intentional efforts to increase your self-awareness, accepting what you have to offer and what you don't, and that you will be able to selectively take the risks that feel the safest and respectfully declining the ones that don't feel safe and being pleasantly surprised by the responses and results that come from it, one day at a time. With that, I'll say thanks again for listening to the Diversity Do podcast. If you have any pressing diversity related questions that you'd like me to answer or address in an upcoming podcast, or if your organization is in need of a shame free and empowering guest speaker or training on this often sensitive topic, then feel free to reach out to me directly at www.diversitymadesimple.com. And if you know of anyone else who could benefit from a positive, encouraging perspective on a difficult topic like this, feel free to send them a link to this podcast or share with them my award-winning book, Diversity in Clinical Practice, available on amazon.com. And as usual, I look forward to addressing as many topics as possible in future podcasts to help you improve as many relationships as possible at work, at home, and in your community. And remember, you don't need to know everything about everyone in order to have a positive impact on someone. Thank you all for tuning in, and have a great day.
3: Tune in each week and find out how to demand and implement diversity at your job. To hear more, check out previous Diversity Dude shows on ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. Hi, I'm Shaletta Burnage. I'm a media personality, podcaster, and a business owner. But my most important role is mom. While autism is the most common diagnosis among ACRA clients, ACRA offers personalized in-home care services for people with disabilities, chronic illnesses, behavioral diagnosis, and mental illness. They work with children, adolescents, and older folks too. Find out more about ACRA at their website, acrahomecare.org. ACRA helps me provide my kids with a better quality of life. They can do it for your family too.
0: Would someone you love be at high risk if they got COVID-19? Then be sure to take some steps to keep them safe before you visit. Ask your healthcare provider if you should wear a mask before spending indoor social time with a loved one who's older, has chronic health conditions or is immunocompromised. And consider self-testing to detect infection before you visit. Even people who are showing no symptoms can have COVID-19 and can unknowingly pass it to others. Do your part to keep your loved ones safe, because for some people, COVID-19 is still a true danger.
1: Children's Minnesota, the leader in specialized health care for kids, is here to raise awareness, standards, the bar, the stakes, the question, the curtain. On raising kids' health to the highest priority. Kids need equal access to health care, more pediatric expertise, a voice for change. Kids need us, all of us. So let's raise them up. Children's Minnesota, the kid experts
0: are a great time to park it. So take time to make time in your glorious Minneapolis parks. Now when you enjoy your beaches and lakes, piers and playgrounds, trails and paths, you can also stroll through the Minneapolis park markets. Now through the end of August, there's a park market every Friday evening at Minnehaha Regional Park, and there's a park market every Sunday afternoon and evening at Lake Harriet. Meet local artisans and small business owners selling unique goods and handcrafted items created right here for you. And With every park market there's always live local music too. August is black business month so be sure to support the park market vendors of color park markets one more reason to park it in your Minneapolis parks to find locations and hours go to minneapolisparks.org then click on activities and events and look for park markets
1: do you worry that lead-based painting your older home might be dangerous to your children or kids who visit you well Hennepin County put those fears to rest. Hennepin County offers free lead tests and home assessments. If they find anything, eligible homeowners and landlords can receive up to $15,000 for work on the home, including new windows. The government banned lead-based paint 45 years ago when it was discovered that lead poisoning can affect development and cause permanent damage in young children. But 75% of those homes built before 1978 still contain some lead-based paint. As the paint degrades, it can make dust that little kids ingest when they're crawling and putting things in their mouths. So make sure your home is safe and hazard-free. Learn about testing and that $15,000 grant at hennepin.us backslash leadcontrol. That's hennepin.us backslash leadcontrol.
0: She's got the power to help your business.